Welcome to Urban Bitch Tourism with Amber and Veronica, as well as our many wonderful guests. Welcome back to this week's episode of Urban Bitch Tourism. It is a little bit chaotic, but we hope you can all enjoy. We ended up going quite over in our timing for recording, but we had just an amazing time finishing up our questions about amazing urban bitch destinations that we would like to recommend to you or share more about in detail. And we just hope you enjoy the slightly chaotic but entertaining episode before we head off our separate ways leaving Sevilla. Pirano, which is Pirano. <laughs> Pirano is Italian name, but we keep telling that. So Pirano, uh, Piran is Slovenian. <laughs> Gosh, I got confused. Already. Describe Pirano adventure. Oh, two years or oh, unlimited. Activities, food, accommodation, and fish spa, which we mentioned. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so Piran is one of the few places actually on Slovenian coast because the coast itself is very um, narrow and I guess it's about 60 kilometers, so there are not so many towns where you can go and have access to the sea, which makes so sad Slovenian, so they mostly go to Croatia and coast. But that's a life, and um, we went to Piran or Pirano for the first time uh, with the other classmates of ours for a day trip. So we didn't stay for a night there, and it was very nice. We did mostly cultural tourism mm-hmm. at that time, but also get to swim a little bit or just. I think mm-hmm. maybe a couple mm-hmm. of you did. I think I had to leave early. Oh, we were just on the beach. Mm-hmm chilling there we didn't really swim again because the beach itself for me I didn't like it not only because of the rocks because the infrastructure of Slovenian beaches it looks like it's not a real beach it's just like a piece of asphalt <laughs> and or you either can lie on the grass and then go to the sea very early <laughs> so maybe it's not my style and okay, and the second time actually we were participating in a nice competition mm-hmm. organized by Minister of Culture of Slovenia and uh, one of their <laughs> tabloids. I yes, the local tabloid. <laughs> we won't say the name, but I love them. <laughs> yes. So we were sponsored, our trip was sponsored, and we got 200 euros for both of us to stay a weekend there. So we didn't know uh, from the very beginning the destination that we would be selected for, and then it was Piran. Which was one of the most like yeah. biggest cities and popular spots, because they had like 40 options. And we were very surprised, because normally it's a tiny place which is very unknown and this program would contribute to promotion of that. But well, we decided why not to try again <laughs> and try something new, like fish spa for example. <laughs> we stayed in a hostel and since it was a COVID time, uh, so we were lucky this, uh, in that room for four or six people. We were just, just two. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah, we actually didn't um, 
save any money and we exceeded <laughs> the budget. <laughs> I mean, in terms of food, we um, tried very fancy places, I can say, with the seafood, restaurants. Also, I cannot say that it's a cheap destination because, well, I don't think Slovenian earn lots of money is comparing to other European countries. I mean, the average salary. So it's still not that cheap to go to Peran and spend the holidays there. And the accommodation was, I don't know. Well, I think it's yeah. pricey. It's not yeah, that yeah. cheap, cheap. True. Uh, and activities, yeah. So we were successfully combining <laughs> since we had two days that time. So we swam a little bit and visited museums. You find all the restaurants, all the spots, viewpoints, bakeries, local markets. So I, we kind of followed the Italian influence because mm-hmm. it's very, very close to Italian border and it used to be an Italian place. And we were mistaken <laughs> to be Austrian tourists. Oh, I don't yes. know why we had this impression. Maybe only Austrians go to fish spa. <laughs> No, that's another interesting aspect is like when you go somewhere you kind of see oh who usually comes here as international tourists because for instance yeah they seem to think we were Austrians because I guess a lot of Austrians are coming in for I was just in Lisbon and there were so many Canadians and I was really shocked so I think just every place has their kind of popular most popular tourist sources I guess um, But no, it was great to explore there. It definitely, yeah, it definitely was a bit more expensive. It's probably still affordable for people coming from outside Slovenia, but because we were living there, it was more expensive. And definitely that budget didn't really include drinks, <laughs> which we did end up getting. Yes. But there was fun things that had happened too, because it was, well, COVID time still, so more, probably much less touristy than normal, but there was uh, a local bar having a music, like a live music event, and we ended up joining that, and that was so cool. Very nice, yes, I was so nice. So I did feel like, yeah, that city was quite quite fun, and it did, yeah, you did feel the Italian influence as well, and um, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't not think of it as Pirano, like that's just how I pronounce, like think of it in my mind, but um, Tartini Square and all of that, but yeah, it was a, it was a really cool trip. And I think that program was also really interesting because it's trying to kind of showcase for both locals and potential tourists what places in the country you could visit. Um, and I think I probably mentioned that before, but I did a rural destination in the past with that program in Slovene Gradets. And so there's just a lot of cool little places. And we had two classmates who also did it. Yeah. They went somewhere very rural and kind of out of the way, but ended up having just like amazing hospitality and really cool gastronomic and like nature animal type experiences so it's cool it's cool to see what can happen and if this type of destination isn't on your list because yeah Slovenia I think is you know Croatia gets a lot of the beach tourists I would say from all over but if you're driving through or you're on your way and you want to stay more than two nights in Slovenia maybe in LJ and maybe on the coast you could stay in Piran or there's a couple um Uh, Porto Porto Roge, yeah, there's a couple other little spots near there that are are very beautiful and definitely look like domestic tourists, but not so much international tourists. So again, more low-key places to check out. (laughs) 
this one's for you. <laughs> Rank the top three and why, and these are the options. Coper, Slovenia. Pirano, <laughs> Piran, Slovenia. Pula, Croatia. Dubrovnik, Croatia. Kadekesh in Catalonia. Barcelona, like Barcelona. Well, yeah, Barcelona. You don't need, I, need, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Also, Catalonia. I'm like thinking of beaches. Malaga here in Spain, in southern Spain. Cadiz in southern Spain, and Huelva also in southern Spain. So, so what are your top three? <laughs> oh my God! No, that's very tricky to say. Well, honestly, as a beach destination or urban beach. Ah, uh, urban beach. So to be like a proper combination of culture, or heritage, and beach. And sand, or not sand. <laughs> well, let's see. sand is up to your personal I, I preference. Don't know, here, I can, I don't know. I can say that the, 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 oh, the first. Oh, should I start from the third one? You can start from the third. From the first, yeah. Okay. On the top of this list, I would put Kadakes. Okay. Because I don't. I think it was a perfect location where you can actually go to Dali's museum, learn so much, and enjoy the arts and history of the place and of his life, particularly and also enjoy the view there, the scenery, the, the sea, the beaches, because it's, it's just uh, spectacular to see that and enjoy uh, the, the place. So I was impressed by that town. Then... Hmm. <laughs> Since we were talking about Pula, yeah, it's very nice. Maybe it would be the second one. And then I'm very confused between Cadiz and Dubrovnik, okay. I would say. Well, maybe Dubrovnik, yeah, it's definitely for cultural tourism. So if you want to prioritize this thing, because in terms of beaches, yeah, we visited two beaches. There was just one beach with, a, with sand, <laughs> which wouldn't be approved probably by Amber, but it was very nice. So you could actually have a nice view to Lokum. And yes. Uh, Which is but, an island yeah, nearby. Yeah. That is uh, also, there, there are some beaches in Lokrum in the, on this island. And we went to a very also isolated small beach and we were just alone by ourselves. So it was really cool. But I don't know, maybe it was also because of the COVID times or it was a bit kind of far away from the center. So not many people would go this way. So we enjoyed that part. So maybe, yeah. So Karakis? Poland Dubrovnik. Amazing. <laughs> Trying to think. Huh. I don't know if I was expecting you to say all no? this. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe now I'm in the mood to say yeah. these three places. Because you know, you, you keep forgetting some stuff. Mm -hmm. What you what you like or what you didn't like. Now I have just like some distant memories. Yeah, guys, we just visited again. That's why maybe I'm sad because I have fresh memories. But otherwise, hmm. I'm trying to think, I mean, I definitely, yeah, Pula is probably number one for me, just because I have really good memories there, mm -hmm. although the first ones weren't from swimming, <laughs> um, and I just love the vibes there. I do agree with you that, like, Dubrovnik itself, I swam, you know, so like kind of a local private beach, which was nice, but whatever, to me it was like, it was fine, you could see like the, the walls and stuff, that was cool. But specifically Lokrum, the nearby island, that I remember that experience of swimming there was 
breathtaking. Like I, we, my friends and I were backpacking and we had a wild adventure in, in, in Dubrovnik, just all around, it was insane. We almost ended up sleeping on a bench in the city. Wow. But we like floated and there was like a salt water, a natural salt water pool inside Lokrum Island and we floated on it like the Dead Sea and there were all these peacocks on the boats, I, or not on the, on the shore. I just remember walking because we still hadn't really seen the edge of Lokrum Island, but we'd been in the, yeah, again with the pine needles and stuff, all of that smells so good. And we walked to where the peacocks were and saw the sea and also Dubrovnik. And it was so, like, we were all just, you know, our eyes were like, whoa. And like, I, that whole memory, I literally used that memory in like a meditation once later when I came back home. So that, to me, I guess that should be probably number, oof, number one or two. Because I, again, Dubrovnik itself was fine for the beaches. The, the culture, yes, it's a bit expensive for me. Um, although they have all those cool like Game of Thrones, Star Wars types of tours. But it was expensive six years ago and I'm sure it's even worse now, like in a bad way for me. So. But um, the Lokrum Island, and then it's tricky. I really, I mean, I do really love Piran. I think it's super beautiful. It's very chill, very, very chill. Um, but I don't know. I one of the ones I guess I would say just that surprised me was Koper because we went there as a sort of stop off before we got to our destination because <laughs> we wanted to see more things. And I had been there once before for like a short day trip some years ago and I don't know just walking around it was really chill and relaxed and I felt like it was very livable so again it was kind of a nice place to be like if you're if, if you're on a like if you're taking a trip for like two days some of the bigger cities beach urban beach destinations would be like amazing to see but in terms of somewhere I'd want to stay for like a week Pula and Koper would be much higher on that list for me like Piran, Dubrovnik, you know, Barcelona, I think of more as urban than beach, even though they have the beaches. It's like kind of an added bonus. Um, Catechish, I also think is beautiful. I'm the Port Ligat, that whole area. Yeah. And I did get to go there multiple times, which was nice. I don't think the beach itself was that appealing to me, but the city was gorgeous. And it was pretty, but maybe just not, to me it wasn't like a swimming, it didn't feel like a mm. swimming beach, but it was pretty. Um, but yeah, I would say like, Probably Pula and Koper were more like the let's go for a week and just chill in the woods beach area. So that was that was blissful. <laughs> okay, do you want to draw one? Okay, so now I have to remember that I have to read <laughs> for Anver, not to answer the bad thing. Well, you can answer it second. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> Who did you return to one? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it a UBD? Would you return to... Oh, yeah, I didn't write a full sentence. This is my bad. Would you return to, like, a specific beach or just go somewhere close to you, basically? Oh, okay. Hmm. Like, hmm. So, the, like, there is a place that I really like and I would return to your... Yeah, basically, like, a specific beach that you would want to go back to. Because I think sometimes people just go to the beach because it's an hour away from them or something. Oh, okay. Versus, yeah, yeah. oh, I would travel to return to a specific beach. So, actually, why don't you answer that first? Because I want to know. <laughs> I really do. Okay. Oh, 
it's actually tricky. I think it depends depends how much time you have. I guess people go to the closest beaches because they have just one free day or a weekend, so like they don't have much time and they want to to escape, <laughs> and that's why. But yeah, if they pick some destination that they really like, because I've heard so many stories of people saying. We go to the same place like for seven years in a row and I was so surprised like why would you do that there's so many places that you can explore but I understand because they want to be sure that they will be satisfied with the service with the location that's why they keep coming back there which is nice and that if, if you have a two-week holidays which is not much and you want to uh, make the, the most of it <laughs> let's say to me, I really hate coming back. I don't know, but <laughs> uh, not that I would, well, I kind of say, hey, but there's something that stops me from doing that. It's like, oh, well, what? I'm missing out something because there are so many locations. Like, why would I come back? Because I know everything or like almost everything there, of course, I could explore maybe more. When I can go to some other place and have totally different experience, that's why there are few places that actually I came back and I wouldn't mind, such as Portugal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, surprise, surprise. Yes. And, hmm. and then I don't know, like in terms of beach destinations, maybe I would go to Costa Brava, mm. but not specifically to some places, but like to along the coast to explore. I do feel like it was nice because I feel like I've visited a lot of different parts of the Spanish coast now. Like, what, what were they all? Costa de Sol and then, or Luz, and then <laughs> like Sol and Luz, and it's like light and sun, and Costa Brava, and uh, I'm about to go to Costa Calida. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> questions more don't worry but to, to bring back to the last conversation just talking about all of the the beaches that we still could go to right just the ones um, in Costa Brava I, I was also thinking Costa Brava was very beautiful I also visited Blanes that was really nice but that was like the most southern part but I just was thinking we've been to a lot of beaches you also went to ones in Galicia before right or somewhere up north in Spain? Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Last it summer? Next to Ponte de Pedra, I mm. think. I'm not sure. Yeah. Mostly it's it's good for surfing, I would say, because mm-hmm. the waves were huge and it was a bit cold. It's <laughs> raining, as usual, in Galicia. Well, and I'm about to head, at one point I will head to Vigo, and you'll also be in the region up there. So again, like, it's very, that also puts into perspective too, is that there's a lot of beaches we go to or urban beach destinations for the summer slash sun slash warm swimming experience, but also there's a lot of beaches that you go or destinations that are really beautiful, but you don't really swim there. Like I lived in Qingdao for a year and I swam twice, you know, it was like once in October and once in July, but the rest of the year it was way too cold. So. Um, I feel like that's another aspect. Also, as you said, like with the the water itself, like I noticed that from Lisbon as well, the beaches that we went to, I went with a couple people, 
it was really rough water. And I was like, yeah, okay, they were all super into surfing or kite surfing, all this different stuff. But it's, yeah, there's, there's like different purposes for those types of beaches. And maybe the water's a bit too intense for regular swimming. Um, but yeah, yeah, lots to see. Okay, I'm gonna draw another question. Yay. More questions. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this is a complicated question. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of long, but don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> no, you're, I guess, I guess we can give like one word answers for this because it's pros and cons of Slovenian, Croatian, Spanish, slash Catalonian, Moroccan, Maltese, and Portuguese beaches. <laughs> so many. Oh so many God. beaches. But we have been to a lot of these, like, beaches in these places, so... Pros and cons. Okay, starting from Portuguese beaches, we just mentioned that, mm -hmm. yeah, good for surfing, but probably too baby <laughs> to swim there, or when the water is too cold, even if it's super hot outside. Maltese, well, you really need to search for a good beach, I guess, yeah. also because of for, there are plenty of, um, what was that? Jellyfishes, right? Oh yeah! So oh yeah! Very... The website. Yeah, they have to be very careful. I didn't know that. Thanks to Umber and this special <laughs> app slash map, where you can locate where there where the bad jellyfish <laughs> beaches are during exactly. the day. It's like instead of the sun, you're checking for jellies. <laughs> yeah, and there are some urban beaches which are like more party places. So mm -hmm. if you up to that, <laughs> you can do that. Moroccan beaches, we didn't really experience that, right? No, not so much, not really for swimming. We didn't swim, yeah, because if we're talking about Casablanca, so it was mostly also a rocky beach and it was not really developed. Mm -hmm. So, but, I mean, we were at the location where the mosque is. There were some locals <laughs> swimming, guess. but it wasn't really uh, kind of developed for that purpose, I would say. Maybe there are some locations that we were not aware of, but we were not looking for the beaches no. at that time, so I cannot say. Uh, Spain and Catalonia... La Tangier? Oh, wait. Remember? I mean, we didn't swim there either, but like, they had some pretty beaches that we walked along. When we came from the train station and we were walking to get to our hostel, or, right. that was beautiful. And I guess, I mean, they had umbrellas and stuff. Mm -hmm. It wasn't super crowded, but again, maybe it wasn't touristy or it was starting to get hot. Yeah, maybe if you go to the north, because now I was thinking about different places. Because mm -hmm. yeah, the second time we visited Tangier, and also if you go probably to Tetuan, maybe you can enjoy some really nice beaches. And I know we didn't go there, but I think like Esuaria, like Anasila, places on, on like the western and then southern part are supposed to be really mm. good beach places, but we didn't go there. Mm. Then Spain and Catalonia, well, it really depends where exactly. Because, mm. yeah, you can go to the north, but then you have to be ready that <laughs> the weather can dramatically change, like from sunny day to, to a rainy day. Mm -hmm. uh, and Catalonia was very nice. Uh, I'm not sure, depending on the season probably, but we could still go in October, right, yeah. to the beach and it, the water was perfect, it was so nice. And if you're talking about Barcelona, <laughs> I mean, it's an urban beach, probably not the best one, but we had a midnight swimming yes. and the water was incredibly warm, like a warm milk. <laughs> I don't know, but I was impressed and then the view was nice to look at the, the moon, the, the hotels. Moon. 
it, it might be very risky experience, so don't yeah. have any valuables with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> don't bring any. But yeah. yeah, luckily, everything was fine. Uh, then creation features. Again, we didn't, well, I didn't experience a lot. Only, the, so I can tell only about Dubrovnik and Pula. They were nice. Again, probably Pula is more feature place. Well, Dubrovnik too, but. Uh, I wouldn't go there just because of the beach. Mm. Slovenia, mm, I'm sorry, yes, not my favorite. I mean, the places are nice, but beaches are not. I mean, even Slovenian people <laughs> say that. So probably that those piece of asphalt and <laughs> tiles or loans close to the water, this is not a proper thing. So, I don't know if you want me to have a rating, or you can do the oh rating. <laughs> I don't know about rating, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I did feel like Portuguese, the ones I experienced, like in Faro and in Lisbon, the beaches seemed much rougher, like the waves, because it's on the western edge of the continent. <laughs> um, but very beautiful, like really gorgeous, and cold, like you said, which is nice coming from here. <laughs> um, Malta, yeah, I think the urban ones, I think that's the problem too, is like, I, I guess you could say that about Barcelona as well, and even Croatia and Slovenia, some of their urban beaches, it's like, it is like that, it's like sidewalk, asphalt, and then it's just water, so it's like you could jump in, but it doesn't really feel like a beach so much as like, at least if you have a big area that's sandy or rocky that you go to the water, to me that feels more like you're at a beach. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and I, and I think, yeah, Catalonia, Costa Brava is beautiful, like all those beaches were super nice and the Spanish beaches we've been to have also been nice, like I, I've mostly gone to the ones down south, so I will visit Valencia soon, so I guess I'll see how that is, because that's a big beach destination. Um, and Vigo, I'm assuming, is more of a cold beach, but like pretty. So I don't know, I, I think that also depends, like pros and cons, again, it's like what you're looking for, because also, yeah, if you come out of season and you want to come out of season, like not in the high summer, maybe that's fine if you're going to a place that you, swimming isn't your main purpose. Um, or if you're just more into seeing really beautiful visual, like I felt like in Portugal, it was also like that, like all these cliffs. And I know in the Southern Portugal, it was more flat and sandy, but still it's like, it's just kind of breathtaking sea versus I feel like some of the Spanish cities we went to were just like chill, nice, like be at the beach kind of places. So yeah, I don't know, that's kind of my vibe. Your turn to draw. Okay, I'm reading, but not answering. <laughs> That's important. Um, okay, I'm sorry, guys. Okay? Transportation experience at urban beach destination, right? Yes. So, what do you imply by that? <laughs> so, okay, I'm th when I wrote this question, <laughs> I was thinking about ferry boats, okay. buses. Mm -hmm. How do you reach? How you get there, and how you're when you're there, how you get around? Because I feel like we've had multiple experiences that are like can either be overcomplicated or super convenient. Like I have several times now, acts basically without planning, woo, <laughs> spontaneously. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> whose influence is that? <laughs> Not me, probably. <laughs> 
and taken like ferry boats to the beach destinations and that's super nice i love that and it's usually something that like you have to look up a little bit because you don't have to but the timings can be kind of limited and also I guess they have seasons. We've been lucky that we've always been there when it's open to, to run the ferries. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm also thinking of, I think, a la Frugel because it was like, oh, the train or the bus or whatever drops you at the station and then the beach is like an hour away or it's like much further away, maybe 45 minutes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking about that because I feel like some urban beach destinations are not really especially the ones that are more beach focused than local cult like then culture heritage plus beach is that they tend to not have a lot of like public like constant consistent public transportation to get around because it's more like oh people go there for a week and they just wander around the beach but if you're there for a day trip and you're like oh crap there's only two buses to the beach and back to the station a day <laughs> yeah you have to be careful what are your thoughts on transportation experiences? Yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, I think it was the, an issue in Costa Brava. Because also, well, not only there, because usually it's very tricky to go by public transport. Even here, mm -hmm. not all the beaches are accessible by, by bus. That's why there are like many private companies or people go just by blah, blah, car. Uh, so that can be tricky. And um, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> So usually, yeah, so here it's just because of the proximity, you choose what is easy to reach and they don't want to spend half of the day to reach the beach and they're like, oh, oh wow, I have a couple of hours before the next bus. So it's definitely better to have your own car, probably not that sustainable, but yeah, some also like very beautiful places which are not crowded, they can be reached only by transport true i feel like that's a good pro for that but i also feel like the cities even like Cadiz, where you can take the train and get out and you're almost in the center mm. i much prefer like beach destination urban beach destinations like that they can still they usually do still have beaches like further up the coast that are harder to get to but i don't know there's something nice about actually just being able to access it and when you arrive you don't have to spend so much time getting there um, even with Barcelona, like you could get off on the train heading north or south anywhere at a smaller area, Barcelona or other little places and have big stretches of less, pop, you know, less busy beaches, which is nice. But you're right, like some, it depends on the place because Malta, you probably need a car to get to a lot of the different mm -hmm. spots. We did take buses, but you had to take several and they're all going through like Victoria or something. Like they're all kind of through the urban hubs and again limited like not many a day so tricky very tricky yeah well you need to sacrifice <laughs> to get the perks sustainable <laughs> urban beach destinations wait is who is debating it's your turn oh, yes. <laughs> okay okay we're getting there okay favorite thing Ooh, this is just kind of about an urban beach destination of sorts favorite thing about malta and what was the biggest challenge <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a good question. Favorite thing? I cannot recall. <laughs> no, it was very beautiful indeed. I think to me it's very important to have this cultural historical vibe. And I could see also the mix of, uh, of everything. 
Also, it's a location for film tourism, so you could probably recognize some places that you previously saw in the films. Um, so I just enjoy walking around, uh, visiting cultural spots, the food. <laughs> what was the food? Did we eat something particular? Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not a food expert, so it's <laughs> a question for you. So I kind of have a very we never had the rabbit. We never had that, but we did have some. I feel like they did a lot of like Maltese version of something. It was like spaghetti with all like a lot of olives and local local food, but well, not all of it, but some of the garden like subsidy garden food. Um, what else did we try? I feel like we tried some sort of pastries and such. Remember the pastisi, right? With the, oh, the yes, chicken or definitely. the lentil, no, no, the little peas in it. And yeah. actually, yeah, we were complaining about transportation experience, mm-hmm. but here, the thinking that it was all connected, yeah, we had to get on different buses, but this is at the same time, we could, on one day, we could visit different cities and visit like half of the island, which was incredible to me, then taking the ferry, visiting another island. Exactly. It was a cool experience, I actually liked it. Like it was the whole country. Yeah. We went all across. So it's like an island and a small <laughs> country and you could go around. But it was exciting to me. And another thing A was challenge. A challenge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, luckily we didn't drive. I think if we had to drive, it would have been a challenge. <laughs> because it's... The left side of the road. Yes, like British side of the road. <laughs> I guess it's the traffic. I really hated that. Nobody cared about traffic lights or just it was insane. And the noise probably, well, we didn't experience experience it that much. I think there's lots of noise pollution. What about when you lost your laundry out the window? (laughs) That was actually nice. The service is nice. I can say at least at that place where we stay because, yeah, my towel flew away <laughs> and then the staff picked it and kindly brought it to our place yes and replaced our towels <laughs> which maybe wasn't as sustainable but their intentions were good yeah. no i do feel like i really yeah malta hmm. i like i said that's the place i would be i feel like i want to go back mm-hmm. and Again, I also agree, I like to visit new places, so it's not always... I mean, last year was the first time I ever went back to places, starting with Slovenia, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> so usually I'm always going somewhere new, but I did really like it, and I felt like I, the party scene wasn't really my vibe. Like, that area where we walked around, that was a little overwhelming. We didn't even experience it, but like we'd be, <laughs> we'd be walking home, or we grabbed a burger, some, I grabbed a burger somewhere, and we were being passed by like, I don't know, so many tall expat style party people and I was just like, whoa, (laughs) how did they all get here? So I think if you're into a party scene, definitely there's some spots that are good, but my favorite part I would say were the the more rural cities that we did visit, like Medina and Victoria, which are still popular for tourists to see, but I think because it takes more time to get there, it does. It has some limitations on how many people are there at a time. We also got to take the ferries. I don't know, that whole part was really cool. Um, but yeah, something about being in those outlook spots and those like city walls and a lot of, yeah, I felt like, gosh, no, Malta just has, to me, it has so much to offer because 
I'm thinking of all these other cities, but then I'm like, oh yeah, what about Valletta? Like, I forgot about Valletta's in the same, kind. like, that's the capital. <laughs> but like that in and of itself, that city was so steeped in history and culture. And it was just amazing. Like the upper Baraka, I think, gardens where they did the cannons and stuff. And you can like look out and see the, the three sisters, little islands, just everything. It was super, super cool. So I loved, I loved that aspect and how you can see so much as well. I guess, I mean, we were there for like four days. So if you were staying for two weeks, you might not feel as rushed and you could kind of see things at a slower pace. Um, and then challenge, I think, I, yeah, I agree. I feel like the infrastructure for roads was complicated. Also because, yeah, as pedestrians, you're constantly, I mean, I've been in other destinations like that, but you're just like running through the streets all the time, almost getting hit and it's not super fun. <laughs> and, and it's also something where you realize like, oh, everyone else is doing this too. But it's like from your accommodation, you're like, how do I, how do I get anywhere? If I'm not in a car, it's like, you have to just walk along these roads. So that can be a little tricky, but still very nice. We did, we did. And I guess we did talk about, since we had our Morocco episode, we talked about our first trip, but I guess on our, on our second trip with Fez and um, Tangier, I don't know if we ever really did it. I don't think we did a video about that specifically. So no, I don't think we did. No, no Northern Morocco. So <laughs> at least the, I know, which it was a lovely trip, but I think the, I, again, like Moroccan coastal cities, the vibe I really love <laughs> because especially, I think we talked about it before, but it's nice to pair like a historical, more inland city and a coastal city because Casablanca and Rabat were much more urban, modern style buildings. Um, and they did have the beach access, although it was more, yeah, urban beach that's like mm, nice to look at, but not necessarily like super swimmable looking. I mean, there were people swimming. Um, but Tangier, I felt like because it was a little bit more international, probably like that also yes. affected why the beaches were more like the infrastructure was better there. Um, if we had had longer time there, we were only there for a day, I think at that point or one night in a, in a day. So I would have, I would have, I thought it was the horses. I thought it was one of those carriages. <laughs> Letting the Sevilla life vibes go through. They do sometimes come through. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, the, the horses from Feria sometimes in carriages, maybe for weddings. But um, yeah, so it was very beautiful. I mean, the Tangier beach area looked awesome. I would have swum there. I thought mm -hmm. it was really nice. But you're right, like the Casablanca spot we saw was more kids and younger people like diving into from the rocks and such. So I think, um, yeah, and, I, and we didn't really go to Morocco with the purpose of beaches. So I think if we did and went to some of these other cities, we'd have a lot more to say probably. True. Do you have thoughts about Moroccan beaches? Yeah, I think Anymore? you mentioned something. Um, no, Morocco wasn't for me also a beach destination, in my understanding. Mm. So I, will, I was probably more impressed by the desert. <laughs> yeah. We so swim the, in the, the sand. Yeah, the absence of water. 
Okay, this is a fun one. What is, and it's not limited to these, what is your favorite urban bitch destination ever? Gosh, no, that's it's a horrible question. <laughs> I hate it. It's like the, the, that question, what is your favorite country? Where would you like, like to live? And I, I usually say, I don't know, because I haven't visited all <laughs> these countries, so I could have a what about opinion. one that stays in your memory? Uh, if my memory serves me right. <laughs> Which I'm not sure about now with this kid. Like, I mean, among those that we mentioned, uh, Costa Brava, I think, really impressed me. Also because maybe we were out of season there. Mm -hmm. That's why uh, I would feel probably totally in a different way if I uh, have had the, the experience during summer. This, yeah, Kadakis, Parafrugel. Mm, maybe northern, northern part of Spain also is nice because it's very chill and it's not that hot, so you can actually <laughs> live there and survive during summer. <laughs> this music we from have outside some is very distracting like me. Yeah, no, no. Okay, I don't know, I don't know. Well, it's hard, it's hard. I, I, I hate having these ratings because yeah i actually made this rating right yeah saying yeah. about uh Karit, um, yeah. uh pula and dubrovnik so let's let's stick to that okay i'm thinking i mean you're right there are a lot of like beaches yeah, well yeah there's always a lot of experiences and very different ones i'm thinking like beyond these places i'm thinking like two specific ones one was in malaysia and it was in Penang and I went with a few group like a few people I became friends with from the hostel it was like one of the best hostel experiences for like very chill friendly laid back and like three or four of us just started adventuring together for a few days which was nice and we decided to go to this very obscure beach where you had to go through like a jungle hike to get there um, and it was very, you know, exhausting. But when you arrived, you like crossed this little bridge over like a little inlet water thing and then got to an actual beach and there's like nobody there, literally nobody. So that was awesome. Of course, they have a sign there that says don't swim, but we didn't listen <laughs> didn't to that, <laughs> which was probably dumb because- How responsible is this kind of tourism? Tell me. Yeah, so we learned a lesson because we basically, there was uh, one of the girls and I just like went in the water. We were like, we're not not swimming after this whole sweaty hike through the jungle. So we went swimming and it was feeling amazing and it was pretty calm water and it was nice. Um, but the, there was a guy, one of the guys with us, he like was just more, I don't know if he was cautious about the water or he just was taking longer. But as he came to the water, he like started walking in and then he was like, get out of the water <laughs> in a very wow. serious voice. And so we all just like ran out of the water. And there was a huge jellyfish there, like very close to where we were, like gigantic. And I was like, ah, this is why they don't want us to swim here. And also we were like, we're so remote that like, what would you do if you get stung and it's really bad? So there's reasons maybe in the nature that <laughs> in these secluded beaches where there's yeah. not infrastructure, you have to be careful. That's a good point. Like, keep in mind like the, the safety and be kind of cautious. 
swimming in the forbidden You gotta place. be careful. And also, I think that's another notice just to, like, watch what other people do at beaches because sometimes you'll be like, oh, nobody's in the water. I wonder why. And you probably, like, there's probably a reason. Sometimes, no. There's some places where people don't swim as much. Like, I don't know. In some places I've visited in East Asia, maybe not everyone's swimming. Like, specifically in, in a couple China cities or um, in... Uh, Vietnam as well. Like there were some places where we were at beach and I didn't think it was unsafe. Some people were swimming, but most people were just like wanted to put their feet in. So I don't know, but 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 there are places where you're like, okay, there's probably a reason nobody is in the water, and it's either like rough water or jellyfish or something like that. So always best to you know err on the side of caution a little bit. Do a little research. Don't go into jellyfish. Don't go into water where there's signs that say don't not to. Um, but the other one I was thinking of was in Taiwan. And I mean, again, as an island country, they have a lot of beautiful beaches and places. But one of my favorite cities ever is Kaohsiung. And it is so so pretty so it's like on the western side of taiwan i'm trying to think if it's more central or still kind of south i think it's like central south but it's on the west and it is so so pretty it's a very cool city it has like a lot of i don't know like art gallery style kind of hipster vibes um there's like an old train station converted into an art or outdoor art area and they have a very good um ferry system that takes you to I think it's pronounced like Sujin Islands I don't know exactly because um, it's been a while since I've looked that up but you go on this pretty big ferry boat to get there and then it's just like feels like an even more island life there and the beaches along that coast are so beautiful it is just like you can just walk along it for ages. There's also so much seafood you can buy. There's They would sell like aloe plants to drink, but we ended up, I, I saved some, some girl that I met. I, I took my first surfing lesson ever, my first and only. Oh, wow. Um, and I was really like crashing into the water over and over and over again. But it was fun and I was practicing my very bad Chinese at the time. And one of the girls who took the lessons with me, she got the worst burn, like one of the worst sunburns I've ever seen. So we went to go buy that aloe to spread all over her before doing uh, like a beach party. So there was, that was like definitely a party vibe, that area, but it was so cool and so fun. And I really, I would love, I dream of going back to that specific place, so. That was also one of my favorites ever. So the lesson learned, have some aloe Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Don't stay out uh, in the hot hours. <laughs> and watch out for wildlife. <laughs> Do you want to take the last one? Yay. Okay, the last one. You should read for me. I think oh. you. Oh. Okay, who is answering? <laughs> we both will. Well, okay, it's the last one. Some patience. <laughs> Sandy Oraki Beaches! Yes! <laughs> this is the best. The key question. question. <laughs> so. This is a game changer. <laughs> What's your answer? I still think about Sandy Beaches. Because I know there are some disadvantages, but then you can actually line it soft. 
this rock, rocks just like hurt in your back <laughs> which was so annoying to me all the time and I don't know whenever we uh, maybe like from my experience it was so tricky all the time to find sandy beaches and whenever we uh, could could go there it was kind of like yay final and excitement maybe that's why from like from early age I have these memories I feel like I still am pro sandy beaches. I just think that <laughs> the tiny, tiny soft sand yeah. that's here in southern Spain slash southern we Portugal. We details, <laughs> like what kind of sand? Well, I have to admit, I want to learn more about the distinctions of sand because actually at the beach that I went to in uh, Sintra area in Portugal, But like further up, I guess it's more central Portugal, or at least it's further further than Faro in this area closer to us. And I didn't have any issues with the sand sticking to me. And I did have sunscreen on and all of that. So I think it's I think I just have a bone to pick with this really small soft sand, which feels amazing. Like when you just touch it, it's very soft and nice. And you're right, like when you're laying on the beach and you have towels and stuff, like you want something comfortable. Um, But I just can't get over the fact that that damn sand wouldn't, like, it was just rubbing into my leg. Like, it wouldn't come off. I couldn't brush it off. It was just grinding into my skin. So I feel like I'm pro coarse sand or, like, <laughs> larger sand. And then I do like pebble beaches sometimes. Mm. I think that can also be nice. I agree if it's super rocky and there's no, like, flattish areas to hang out, that can be hard. I do remember in Pula when we were at that beach, there were some really nice like flat shelf yeah. rocks. And those were, if you had something for your head, those were more comfortable to lay on than mm -hmm. like a bunch of sharp little rocks. So I don't know, that's a tricky one, but I, I, I like that this is the closing yes. question. <laughs> so now you know from our experience what to choose next time. Yeah, so this is this has been a very long, but maybe we'll who knows what we'll do. Maybe we'll put it in segments. We'll see. But um, a long episode, a long journey of urban bitch destinations, which we can't even experience in this moment, even though it's too hot. Unfortunately, yeah. And we are closing up our semester thesis semester here in Sevilla. We are. We just finished our thesis like last week feels like ages ago already but it's been a long six months of fun but then the last two months were a lot of work <laughs> so very much celebrating that that's done and heading on to new adventures as well we're heading in different directions in Spain probably you're going the smarter direction <laughs> well we will see who knows who knows what awaits us but we are staying with you online maybe yes oh, who knows in which way we are going to continue our podcast from different destinations yes so perhaps we'll have a fun north versus south discussion <laughs> part two it. part two yes. after our last guests <laughs> eric and dinara joined to discuss uh, some regional differences we will be going to other regions i will be going southeast you'll be going northwest so maybe we can have some fun chats about that But yes, thank you for coming along for the long ride this time. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Urban Bitch Tourism. Stay tuned for our next episodes with many amazing guests. And please check us out on our social media page for Instagram at Urban Bitch Tourism for regular updates.